Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. A word that we hear a lot these days, especially in the news, is closure. People seeking closure because of the hurt that was done to them by others. And what people usually mean in a situation like that by closure is revenge. But if closure means, in, in the biggest sense, putting an end to the suffering that's brought by others, is hurting back the only way? Does comfort only come from getting even. Erica Forensic is an old friend of Morning Stories, and she joins us today with a story of a kind of closure that she reached with her mother, a kind of closure that came to her very much by surprise. We call her story Behind the Blue Ribbon. A year ago, after cutting my mother out of my life for many years, we made a truce. We decided that we'd both try to be civil to each other, partly because of her lymphoma and partly because, well, problem was I was sure she had demonized me with her friends. The daughter that wouldn't visit, wouldn't write, wouldn't call. At the Blue Ribbon Diner, my mother's home away from home, as we waited for a table, I met eight ladies clutching their purses. There was Mom's best friend, Hannah, who had worked at Victoria's Secret for 22 years, Sheila, who retired with Mom from GE in 1984, and then Sue, who went with Mom to Fuss Budgets, an investor's club for penny-pinching seniors, all gathered around, hanging on her every word. So we had lunch together. All of us. The routine was a trip to the dollar store where she'd complain about the prices, then over to the Blue Ribbon for lunch where they'd wave for endless refills on coffee, tip badly, and leave. And then I'd come back to Boston, wondering if there was any connection between my mother and me at all. When my mom died, we all stood outside her room at the nursing home. The women surrounded me, a weepy circle of white-haired ladies. And then when I told them mom wanted no ceremony, no services of any kind, they just looked at me, lost. It was her last selfish act. There was only one thing to do. One more lunch at the Blue Ribbon in honor of mom. The following weekend, while flags at dollar stores flew at half-mast, we ordered our eggs and bagels and coffee. Hannah started to talk about my mom. She'd actually written something up. Things to remember about mom. Her favorite color, her favorite movie, ice cream. I began to panic. I'd shown up with nothing, no eulogy, not even an idea of what to say. I, I was totally quiet. Hannah turned to me. She touched my hand, her tiny one, so light. Don't worry, you don't have to say anything. I don't? Erica, your mom always said she was a terrible mother. The table grew quiet. There's nothing that you have to explain to us, Sheila said. She always knew she wasn't a good mother and that she never understood how she ended up with such a wonderful daughter. You didn't know that, Sue said. I shook my head staring at my eggs. 
maybe it's okay with her. I tell you that now. There was this beautiful terraced rose garden behind the Blue Ribbon where the ladies would go for a stroll after lunch. And uh, that's where we buried Mom's ashes next to a bench where they would always stop to rest so that Mom could listen to them talking and laughing and they could keep hearing her as long as they were on this earth. Maybe it's okay with her now if I tell you that. Mm-hmm. That was today's morning story from Erica Forensic. Behind the Blue Ribbon. I'm here in the uh, studio with uh, Gary Mott. Gary, it's a somewhat different story for Erica to be telling, isn't it? It is so refreshing to hear Erica in this mode. I mean, she is such a funny lady. Yeah. You know, she's got a great blog, wakeupandsmelltheblog.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've always known her as this incredibly funny, witty... Stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian. I mean, uh, real estate agent... Yeah, you and here, here she is. You know, I guess when stand-up comedians sit down and they, they talk about some of the stuff that they build their own routines out of, well, you don't have to go terribly far before they, you know, they come up with some unfinished business. It sounds to me, from this story anyway, that what got finished in her relationship with her mother was hearing her mother say the truth. This story is going to resonate with so many people yeah. because all of us have let's say, a complex relationship with our parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that by telling this story that Erica has found some sort of, you know, peace within herself. Her mother apparently was someone who could never say, I'm sorry. But she finally heard it, Erica did, through her mother's friends. And that gave Erica an opportunity to understand her mother. And I think from that, forgiveness just naturally comes. You know, that's closure. Yeah, just the ability to say, that's all right, everything's fine, you did the best you could, I really appreciate it. Funny how rarely that gets said and how important it is to hear that. We got a letter, you know, an email from someone recently who has a wonderful story to tell about a relationship with a parent. I just wanted to read that. It's it's just another side of the things that a parent can leave you with that maybe you don't quite appreciate at the time. Uh, This is a letter that we got about... um, a relationship of a boy with his mother. His name is James. He lives in Taiwan. He's all grown now, but he writes to us about something that happened when he was 14 and going uh, on a drive with his mother. He says, I was 14. We were on the way to school. At the time, I was attending a small Catholic school up the peninsula near Palo Alto, California. This was a 50-minute drive, and we would regularly grab breakfast in the morning on the way to school. On that day, we were going to McDonald's to get pancakes. This is still a breakfast I will get quite often because, sadly, McDonald's is one of the better places to get pancakes in Taiwan. Well, after I grabbed both of our breakfasts and headed back to the car, and we pulled out of the parking lot and headed back towards the freeway via surface streets, I decided I would tell her then what I needed to say. So I said, Mom, pull over the car. I have something to tell you, and you shouldn't be driving when I say this. I think she heard the seriousness in my voice and pulled over. When the car was safely parked, I began to tell her. 
Yes, I was very scared, but I felt that I could tell her anything. I said, Mom, I'm gay. It was as simple as that. No long explanation, just a simple statement. There was silence in the car for some time. The silence made me worry, but she was just thinking about how she could respond to that. Her response still surprises me to this day. What my mom said was, Jim, that's okay, but you still have to do your homework. She was one of the most non-judgmental people I ever knew, and no matter what she said, she would love me. Later she did ask me if it was just a phase, but when I told her no, she accepted that. I know many gay men do not have a positive story like this when they told their family, but I was just lucky enough to have such a loving and supportive one. Here's a case where hearing your parent in their own voice can make all the difference in the world, and sometimes you can be lucky enough to hear it when you're 14, and sometimes you have to wait until till they're gone. Parents, boy. <laughs> There's at least, you know, another 50 morning stories, huh? Parents, the obstacle put in our path on our way to becoming a human being. <laughs> Bless him, and I hope my son feels the same way. Anyway, that's all the time that we do have for this week's podcast, but we don't want to close without... Uh, without reaching closure. Without reaching closure, and we hope we never do. And certainly one of the organizations we hope never to reach closure with is Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software people who help make this podcast possible. Thanks a lot, guys, for all your help. You can check them out at their website, ipswich.com, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. And spend some time with our website, too, wgbh.org slash morningstories. And we love hearing from you, morningstories at wgbh.org. Keep writing. Keep listening. We'll be with you next Friday. Bye-bye.